0: The cause I don't know what they told talking. Niggas smoking that Lamar auto. 88 goops
1: like Carlisle. I be 88 stars off the floor, huh? I need the Phantom Rose. Flipping work. Coming back like Derrick Rose.
0: You don't call me, I'ma call you. Sicily, bread, olive oil.
1: Stop begging, nigga, I don't owe you. Once you cross the line, nigga, I don't know. Oh man. All right. Episode 8 Ultra Regular Podcast. Your host Anthony Gobred. My guest here. Yes Introduce sir. Introduce yourself,
0: man. Uh I go by the name of J. Will, but of course like, my real name is Joshua Wilson. So Welcome to yeah, the podcast. Yeah. I'm happy brother. to be here, man. I actually really enjoy the podcast. So Thank I Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. I've been telling I've been telling that for a while like
1: I've been wanting to come on, so okay. I am happy to be here. Happy to have you, man. Yo so if you haven't been to the site yet check it out we have a recap of the, of the playground party make sure you go check that out make sure you follow Ultra Regular on all the social medias and stuff like that episode 8 is brought to you by um, a particular sweet, unnamed sweet tea vodka and <laughs> unnamed uh, pink lemonade yes. I wish I could name them but they ain't fucking sponsoring the podcast yeah, man. We eight episodes in.
0: Y'all, to- y'all want, like, y'all are one ahead of the podcast I'm doing now. Shit.
1: Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But, yo, if you or anybody you know works at some type of company that wants to sponsor some type of thing, make sure you, you fucking pitch this in your next little meeting, man. Call your call your local congressman. Call your local congresswomen. Call Congress. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> call somebody, goddammit. But, Yo. <laughs> J Will, yes sir, aka uh, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel weird. I was like calling you J Will to people, and they were like, "Oh, you mean Josh?" And I was like, "I don't know that nigga." Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, sure, if his name is Josh, who, who, who actually call, who actually calls me Josh? I have no, I uh, maybe Rodney or somebody. I've never heard Rodney call it. Maybe Mike and Rachel. It may, yeah, it might have been Mike or Rachel. Mike I can't and Rachel. even remember. 'Cause once again you got once again I was off of a certain unnamed sweetie vodka and let me <laughs> You gotta think I've
0: known Mike and Rachel for almost, almost eight years. Well seven oh, wow. years now, yeah. Wow. Damn um yeah. I uh yeah, seven years now I've known them. Uh Mike was my college roommate. Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, like me, Mike and Ursa Minor, I'm not gonna stop calling her Rachel, Ursa yeah. Minor. We actually um met in 2010 uh mike is my college roommate and mike and rachel were dating mm-hmm. and they would have like these cute ass skype dates and, uh, and i would just be,
1: uh, they've been cute you know, like they've been cute see, been doing like facebook sh- like posts about being i cute was there from shit. the beginning word. i saw it from the beginning i saw word, their word. first
0: date like i oh, was wow. there i was there when they first met in person <laughs> That's it was the like like to see them still together the way they are now being yeah. literally the cutest couple I know. Shout out to them. Shout out Mike, shout out Rachel. It's freaking dope, man. I I was there hashtag when Hashtag
1: Black Love, Hashtag I was, Shake
0: Butter. I was there when she was she's probably gonna kill me for this. I was there when she Let's was when she was DJ Double Cup. But <laughs> she was not I not know
1: that. I don't
0: know. She's probably going to kill me for a Wow. Minute, Damn. That's be the title of this episode. <laughs> oh, man. So, nah, I love them too, man. So, that's
1: probably where you heard
0: that from. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Good people over there. But, yeah, man. So, had you on mainly just to talk about your uh, your mini-series. Yeah. Matters of the Heart. Yeah. It, I remember... Let me talk about how I found out about it. I think... Uh, I think the girls, Vicky and Eliza, were talking about, like, going to the premiere or whatever. Were they at the premiere? No, in typical, like, Vicky and Eliza. (laughs) they talked about going to a thing. They didn't go to the thing. (laughs) But I went, just like, because I watched the trailer or whatever. I was like, oh, this is cool. Something made in Dallas. So I went. And then, uh, man, the shit, like, exceeded all expectations. I was like, wait. I went by myself and shit. I was in the back. Like, I was laughing, I was, like, I felt bad for your character, <laughs> and, like, all this shit, and I was, like, all the way in, and I was, like, wow, man, this did really, like, put some impressive shit together. I appreciate that, man, I really do. Was really I something. really appreciate that, because, um, when you're a creative man,
0: um, you're typically way harder on yourself than anyone else. Definitely. So, all you see are the flaws. <laughs> so, uh um, Right, right, right. Typically, you need someone else to kind of shake you, like take you out of your your realm of reality and let you know, like, "Hey, you didn't do that bad of a job as you think you did." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is actually really good. So, Mm -hmm. when I when people stop me and tell me that, or you know, tell me that they went to the premiere, because there's a lot of people I never met before. I don't believe we met prior. Yeah. The premiere. yeah. There's nah. people I had never met before that were there. And I'll be, literally be on the streets or at a random event. And somebody yeah. will stop and be like, hey, I was at your premiere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, hey, I saw the show. I loved it. And I'm just like... Because it was a packed house, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know I, how many, like, seats that theater has or whatever. But it was, like, packed. I was in the back. I shit, was surprised because like, it. it was a Tuesday night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting maybe 50 people. or Maybe 50. We ended up uh, having about two to three hundred I, 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 probably man it was around that area anywhere from yeah. like two to three hundred people and um I was very appreciative of that uh really wasn't expecting it big you know? time man. so yeah it was it was dope that people were able to make it out and really enjoyed it cause even to this day I'll have people
1: hit me up and tell me how much they enjoyed yeah
0: and just, yeah so I appreciate that yeah
1: man no doubt but um so I was doing a little bit of research on you and the first thing that I typically check when I'm doing research on someone I'm going to have on the podcast, I just go to their Facebook. Okay. And I think it was there that I found out that you actually went to film school. Yeah. I uh, went to film school. Yeah. That was, I didn't learn a goddamn thing. Yeah, okay. I want to so ask we're, so we're you all learned s- anything and then you used it in the film. So here's, here's the thing.
0: Um, I'm probably the only person that's ever been kicked out of film school in less than a year. Hmm in literally once oh, what what school was it well i went to i was i was at uta university of texas at arlington okay. the film program okay now here's the thing i'm one of those kids that didn't look into curriculums like they i didn't research what i was getting myself into before i got into it mm-hmm. i just knew i wanted to go to uta my brother played school my brother played ball at uta mm-hmm. he, and so i would come and visit and i had a good time my best friend from back home Moved up here to UTA, and I would come up here and have a good time when I would visit. So I just knew I wanted to go to UTA. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize their like their prerequisites as far as me getting into the film program, which was like a bunch of art classes. Oh, I am the worst artist. I'm the worst painter. The worst sculptor. The worst sketcher. I'm the worst of all time. And these were all requirements for me to even touch a camera. That's so weird in the film program. And so I literally, I'd be I I was bad, but I did the best I could.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though, like, like I mean, that's, art that's what college is. Like yeah. You just
1: you go in that shit and you
0: do what you can. Even though art is supposed to be objective, like, you, so there was really no way you could judge art. But they yeah. straight up came to me <laughs> at midterms. <laughs> nah, so this is trash. <laughs> nah, they literally no. This is just literally what true. happened. All right. At midterms, my main professor came up to me and she's like, "Josh, I just want to let you know." I appreciate you so much. You t- you do all the work. You do it on time. You mm-hmm. give your best. But, and, and we all appreciate it. All of our... I was like, all? Oh? Uh, like, yeah, me and all of your professors had a little talk about it. Oh, you. Lord. <laughs> and it was Damn. like... And it was like... But here's the thing. <laughs> We've... Everybody else is kind of at a college level. You're kind of at a kindergarten level. Wow. <laughs> no way she said that. No, I'm quoting verbatim. Duh. Everybody else is at a college level, and you're kind of at a kindergarten she level. She could
1: have said high school, bro. That's disrespectful. Nah, she straight bro. up said
0: kindergarten, fam. Nah. And, and I, was deb- I was I was like, what? Like, she was like, That's you're matched. at a kindergarten level, and... Even though you've done all the assignments, the way that we've asked you to do them, Mm -hmm. we've kind of been grading you leniently, thinking you would eventually get better, but you haven't. So, um, from here on out, we're going to be grading you accordingly, and it's probably best that you just drop out.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jeez, I was devastated.
0: Like, I had to switch my whole curriculum. I had to sw- I had to
1: like leave the whole program. It was bad. Like That's I was horrifying. But also kind of hilarious. No, it's a great story. That you were so bad that, like, they came together as colleagues. Yeah. And, on their own time. On their own time. They met up. They had families and shit. But they were like, no, this is bigger than that. We they got, got, to- got together <laughs> and decided that you were such a bad artist. Yeah. That you had to be stopped. Yeah. They couldn't let you carry on. Yeah, nah, it was. That is
0: crazy. I remember, like, just the thing I remember most from that day is just calling my mom right after and, like, I didn't cry, but yeah. I was damn close. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no,
1: I don't blame you. Like, if people came together and told you, like, yeah, hey, I know this is what you, like, kind of want to get into or whatever, but me and my colleagues of people who are actually good at this have decided that you're so bad, we cannot let like this continue. But I don't understand how art really, like, I've I asked around to other people who did other programs of yeah. film, pro, film programs at other schools. Yeah. None of them... Had it like that? I was about to tell you. Yeah, I went to UNT and I did their whole film program. I don't have to take none of that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I didn't ask, draw a goddamn. Dude. I'll ask around. I'll be like, "This is literally only what UTA did," and so UTA shit is new though. Their whole film program is like new, right? Yeah, for I the think most part. Maybe yeah. that's why. That may like, have has something to some do good with it. It may right even there. be different now because this
0: was five years, six years ago when this happened. So. Yeah,
1: that'd be a bitch if they took that whole requirement away after you've Man,
0: fucking left But it was um. I mean, it was cool, because, I mean, I had the radio program Mm -hmm. at UTA, and that's Mm -hmm. literally kept me afloat. Like, that's, like, me doing radio, doing live from the underground at UTA, which we'll get to later, Mm -hmm. literally is what kept me afloat for a while. I ended up leaving the school, like, after the full year, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't make it past the semester with the film program. God. They got me a out of there. Ah,
1: damn. Well, at least they ain't wasted waste too much of your time. But yeah, nah. But, um, really,
0: man, I used to, I actually used to rap. Oh, okay. And so... Hold uh, on. You know what I'm asking. I'm not going to tell you. What was the rap man? I'm not going to tell you. No. <laughs> you got it. I got it here. No. All I'm going to say is this. Ah. All I'm going to say is this. I used to rap. And I had a manager. I actually, you know, I had a manager. I had I actually went on tour. Oh wow. Yeah, I did for see oh. people look at me, they like oh. I say, I used to write. I'm like man, come on. Hey, man, fuck man that. I went on tour, fam. Wow. I did tours with juvenile and What? Yeah. So no
1: no 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 no. no. Yeah. I'm gonna need that name, nigga. <laughs> fuck out here.
0: So I did my thing. But when I had a manager, uh, he basically his whole goal was to teach all of us cuz we was a crew. It Was a crew of artists yeah. in Big Spring. And he his goal was to teach us every aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. So he's like, um, I'm not going to sh- I'm I'm going to shoot your music videos, but you're going to put them together. Mm-hmm. I are you going to do all these things like you're going to so learn teaching you how to be self-sufficient. Yeah, self-sufficient. So I learned more from that as far as putting together projects like when wow. it came to
1: filming than I ever did. In film school. In my time in film school. Because that's what a lot of it comes down to. Like, I would, um, towards the end of the program, and of course they tell you this at the end of the program at UNT, they tell you it's not really about your degree or whatever. It's not really about, like, the level of education. You could have a master's, you could have this and that or whatever. But all it comes down to is, like, when you get on the job sites or whatever, God willing, you get a job in that industry, it comes down to what can you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what yeah, sure. can you do right now? For sure. You know, it's just so I, I'm, I'm more of a hands-on learner anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more like, put me in front of something, let me figure it out. That's Word. typically, excuse me, that's typically how I learn. And that's kind of how that came about. But also, too, you got to think, everything about matters of the heart was that necessity. Mm-hmm. I wrote, produced, directed, and starred in it. I don't write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't produce and I don't direct. Those are not things that I wanted to do in my life or my career. I Mm -hmm. wanted to strictly act. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been doing... I've been acting since I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. And during that time, I've auditioned for some major projects. I've gotten some insight on the business in a lot of different ways. And one thing that it taught me was... The way Hollywood is set up now is totally different. You Mm -hmm. can't just walk in a room, audition, be the best person in the room, and get the role anymore. Like, that doesn't... That doesn't work. I was losing some of these roles to people who could make one phone call. Wow. Like, I can tell you... I'll tell you two projects I auditioned for. I auditioned for a lot, but there's two I auditioned for. Um, Way early, early, early on, I auditioned for Empire. Wow. Way early on. This is back... And this is before Terrence Howard was even... Like, Lucius Lyon. This is back when Wesley Snipes was Lucius Lyon. Oh, wow. Don't I don't even know that. A lot of people don't know that. That's that's a very different show. Wesley Snipes was Lucius Lyon. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, initially, it was Wesley Snipes. Oh, man. Um, I was auditioning then. And then the part I was going for was, uh, ended up going to a kid. Well, I mean, we all know him now. It's uh, Brashier Gray, or Yaz.
1: The dude plays Hakeem. Oh damn that's that's uh same dude who was in uh new edition yeah which which one was he, was michael, Bivins. he was michael bivens he was perfect Bivins. for that role Perfect bro, he for it. killed it. He was perfect for that. Right? Yo, I, I think this is like the second time I brought up that new edition movie. I, I don't care. Podcast. That's incredible, bro. It was incredible, amazing. It I was... still need to see the first part all the way. Nah, bro. I got it. the second and third. I got it on my DVR. Yo, so like I got it. I, man, I was
0: and see, it was crazy. A lot of people gave me flack because and it was funny. Like my saga with him. It, Damn, it's bro, weird. you could have
1: been Michael B. see, mic.
0: <laughs> see here is the thing. If you go back on my Facebook <laughs> four years ago, oh shit, four years ago, yeah. I posted... My dream roles and one of my dream roles is playing Michael Bivens in the new edition. That story. is
1: crazy. And so not
0: only did this motherfucker get Hakeem, wow. but he also got Michael Bivens. So I don't <laughs> Damn yo, you gotta fight him for something. You gotta get something on no. like him, man. But see his thing
1: took your life.
0: See <laughs> but here's the thing. So later on I stopped auditioning for Empire yeah. when Terrence Howard came into fold because I don't look nothing like Terrence Howard. There's no way I can pass off as his son. Yeah. I knew I would be wasting my time. So I stopped. You just weren't a big hustle and flow fan either. Ha! We're not gonna touch on that. (laughs) But but also too, the guy who got it, uh, Brasher Gray,
1: Uh
0: um, who is he's gotten way better as an actor in my opinion, Mm -hmm. way better than when we first saw him. But his manager is business partners with Will Smith. Oh shit! So that's a person that can make one phone call. Yeah
1: yeah. So
0: I'm walking in rooms with people like that.
1: Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like you're you're up against like the
0: wildest. Yeah, so it's like point. I'm a person that likes to work smarter, not harder. There's a lot of people I know that they do auditions every day, all day, every day. They're in audition rooms, audition rooms, audition rooms. Yeah, and not that I'm knocking that hustle, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, it's a different world that we're in right now. A different Hollywood we're in right now. Mm-hmm. You're you're hustling, hustling, hustling to get these roles against people who can make one phone call.
1: Yeah, it, it's and that route isn't gonna get you very far. Yeah, like,
0: from so what, from what I can tell. yeah, so um, after years of auditioning for other projects and years of getting those type of you know reactions and rejections,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I just did what I had to do on my own. So I created my own story. That's where the writing came into play and the directing and all of that. But you know, it's literally just done out of necessity. If it was up to me, I would just be acting. My goal is to get to a place one day where I don't have to write a thing. I just yeah. I can just act.
1: Well, shit, man. I mean, hopefully, after this and maybe a couple other things, it gets to there. I hope so. I mean, I'm working. I mean, we got a few things we're working on
0: that. Uh, I'm, I, if everything goes the way I'm planning, there'll be about seven projects for me next year. Oh wow. Damn. Yeah. One thing. The main thing I learned from Matters of Heart is. Content is king. Yeah. Literally, because the show, with all five episodes of Madness of the Heart,
1: it goes by well, in about
0: an hour and a half. Yeah,
1: let me stop you right there, because we're like 17 and a half minutes in, and we still didn't tell people what Matters of the Heart was about. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> I skipped over yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely that's, that's right. That's all me, not you. Okay. But well, go ahead and tell the people, like, this, the synopsis of the whole show.
0: Well, Matters of the Heart is a is a mini-series I put online that I reproduced, directed, and starred in. Based on a very bad breakup I had a few years ago with a girl that was uh, the love of my life at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, She broke up with me. I took it very hard. And I'm not one of the typical men that, like, hide their feelings and just, like, acts all machismo. Yeah. If I'm upset, you going to know I'm upset. Like, so I, your masculinity is not toxic, is what you're telling nah, me. Nah. Nah. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. Hey, I
1: got Drew to laugh. I'm going to put so studio like, applause there. <laughs> right. So,
0: I mean, it's, it's like, if I was, like, I'm not one of those people that's afraid, like, to express, like like, something's bothering them. So I would be so one day I was hanging with my my boys and of course they were being typical dudes and they was like ah you being a punk die like get yeah, over yeah, it yeah. ah whatever like whatever just move on and all of that yeah and then you know after we're all done hanging out I'm leaving and the dude that one of my friends that was getting on me the most he called me
2: mm-hmm.
0: he was like hey man listen um I know this is hard for you right now but eventually it gets better I went through the same thing he just gave me this whole spiel yeah. never knew. That he had his heart broken before.
2: Yeah. Just gave me this
0: whole spiel about how he got his heart broken and eventually it gets better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it sparked something in my head to say, like, how many men actually go through this but never talk about it?
1: Like damn near a hundred percent. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> so I was like, I can I can just create something, it gave me the idea to create something based through my story. That could be something that everybody can relate to and enjoy. It's it's not a drama. It's more of a comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: It's more like laughing at my pain, like because damn it's it very is.
1: funny and it's very fun to laugh at your pain. I'll say. It for and you. everything that happened in the show actually happened. Yeah. So there's a lot of
0: crazy stuff you see in the show, but that's actually how it went down. I actually went light. Like, there's a lot worse I could have I could have put in there. But, oh wow. Oh. I gave like a PG version of what really happened between oh, me and her. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Which is why, like... Now, now I'm on the air. Yeah, let me get off I can the tell podcast, you some, you can tell
1: I can tell was, you some, some of the R-rated shit. Yeah, it's bad. So, like, the first question... When I was thinking about questions to ask you about this, like, the first thing that really came to mind is, like, why, like, why would you do this and that? Like, why would you draw... Since you said this is such a painful breakup and, like, you know, you took a while to get over it and all that, like, why did you draw out this experience... Into the process of making it a film or making it a, uh, a miniseries, um, because I feel like that's sort of like it's sort of like a self torture type of thing to really like let me immerse myself in this tough time in my life and write it all out, or write a certain version of it, out, and then you know. Make well, see, it here's
0: all the that. thing. Like, I can see how that is for most people. For me, I've always been really open, mm. like. I don't really hide anything, yeah. Except my rap name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that out of you. I'm gonna get that shit. It's like literally, like you're looking like you, <laughs> ready to tell me. That
0: <laughs> it's literally the only thing in my life I'm ashamed of. Uh, but I'm I'm typically a very open person, and yeah. and uh, it takes a lot to embarrass me. Like a lot of the things that are embarrassing for most people aren't embarrassing for me. Like I don't. Hmm. I'm not embarrassed that I got my heart broken. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed that it made me look like a fool. Yeah, it. At the end of the day, I was in love, and I did the best I could to to fight for it. That's nothing to be ashamed of. What? Yeah, that's nothing to be ashamed of. So, um, it's just it's just something that naturally came to mind, like, it's something that I just, I needed to get out of my, out of my system. Because, honestly, I didn't get over this until I was done writing the script for it. So, this is really, writing it was for me. Like, it was a a release for me. I didn't even know if I was going to turn it into anything. It just needed, I just needed to get it off my chest. What? Yeah. That
1: makes sense. So, um, oh, something that I wanted to know. I don't think you... I read some of your other interviews. I don't know if you got into this or whatever. But um, did the girl that plays, like, uh, your ex in the film, did she hit you up after this came out? So, are you asking me if the girl has based on and she hit me up after? Yeah. No, her mother did.
0: Oh. Um, Interesting. Yeah, her mother did. Because here's the thing, like... When I was with her, I got very close with her family. So mm-hmm. her mom, even to this day, will hit me up every now and then and oh. check on me and see how I'm doing. And we'll talk. Like it's it's, it's gotten less and less over the years because like she's married now to someone else. So obviously, you need to stop talking to yeah
1: your daughter's ex
0: boyfriend. Yeah. when she, when I'm now married to someone else, that's, like, a, that's
1: <laughs> a that's a that's a pretty good sign though that you were like a good guy and all. Like as like as good as you can get in with the parents, the better. Yeah. So, um. She watched it and she hit me
0: up one day. She was like, This is really good. I enjoyed it. Like mm. knowing you for years. That's wild. Yeah, no. She was like, Knowing you for years, I knew you endured pain, but I didn't know it was on this level. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it made me it, it helped me understand you a little bit better. I liked it. Now, uh I almost said her name. <laughs> Ooh. But uh, she who shall remain nameless. Yeah, she's upset with you, but she'll get over it. Yeah, and I told her mom straight up. Now here's the thing: considering how things, how thing, how bad things got, and how crazy things ended up between me and her, I could have did way worse. Mm-hmm. So she should just be happy that I went as light as I did,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I left it at that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. So, just from what you were telling me before we got on the podcast, you could have painted her much worse than I could have. And it, you did. And I got a lot of backlash for that, because people who know me and knows what
0: happened between uh, us... Ah, yeah. Bro,
1: why didn't you, why didn't no, you put this in there? Why me, me...
0: Why didn't you do this? They wanted me to go hard. But here's yeah. the thing. Matters of the heart was not meant for me to bash my ex. Yeah. It was meant to be an open forum for people to understand their feelings and un- and know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to experience things that help you grow in the end, because... You know, going through that situation helped me grow in a lot of different ways. I had to take a look at myself and be like, I'm such a great guy. Why would she leave me? Mm -hmm. So it made me look inward and be like, oh, I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. There's a lot of things and there's a lot of ways I'm treating people that I need to change. Right. Hmm. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always good to reflect and shit. So, uh, a little more, like, kind of technical question that I was thinking about. Why did you make this a series and not just like a full on movie? Because it's about the length of like a short film, maybe even like just a full length film. But well, well, why, this, did you, why did you break it up into five parts? Well, it's my first. It's my
0: first foray into this into this world. Um, and uh, consumers these days can barely sit down for five minutes, let alone an hour straight of something uh, that they've never even seen or heard of before. I got you. So, I figure if I cut it down into chunks, Mm -hmm. it'll be easier to digest for people. Um, Plus, there's a whole, like, society online that fiend for new black web series.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know if you noticed, but the black web series
1: definitely is crazy. I mean, that's where Insecure came from. Exactly. That's where... Money and Violence. Oh, my God. Money and Violence. Yo. Did you watch Money and Violence? Yeah. Bro. Oh my! Just <laughs> I give you a pound. Off the pack. Like yeah, Like, so, I'm the only person I know in real life that watch Money and Violence. Well, I've are you been, around a bunch of killers? No. Okay, not, there you go. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, like mostly, it's mostly people like up in the Northeast that have watched it, and me. And so it's like I have no one to talk about talk about it with in real life. But like Money and Violence was amazing. Yeah, if you so, can find it online, go watch that right after you watch Matters of the Heart. Yes, thank you. Oh, uh, sure.
0: but yeah. So it's like I feel like it'd be easier to get people to digest and like the more and more i build that fan base people will be wanting be willing to sit down for an hour to uh, watch something i put together you I see what i'm saying yeah
1: yeah yeah smart move yeah definitely smart move
0: i'm not i'm not that arrogant to think that oh i got a great product people are going to watch let me drop nah. a movie. Yeah, nah. It's yeah. going to
1: have seven screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, know, you remember when Kanye was, like, going to do that? I was so hyped for that, to see yeah. Cruel Summer. There's a lot of things Kanye was going to do that just ended up falling by the wayside. All side. the things that he promised us and didn't come through on are actually better than the things he gave us, I think. I mean. In theory. Maybe he just, maybe it's just, he didn't realize how hard it was
0: going to be to achieve those things until he tried to achieve them.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he did want us to go to a pyramid. Movies, you see, what I'm saying like yeah, not not these. Yeah, but, he's a dreamer though. You yeah. got to give him that. He's <laughs> a dreamer. I've never heard him described as he's a dreamer. He's a dreamer though, like yeah, that's, like that's the nicest way you could put it. No, I mean,
0: but in in the purest sense of every, I know this is a tangent, but you got to think. man. No, of course, that's what podcasts are. This yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, but you got to think, man. For people like me and my and my generation, mm. Kanye. When he was like, because he's kind of he's off his rocker a little bit these days. He's totally, he's a train off the tracks. Yeah, but there was a point in time where there was Miles a po- west of the tracks. Yeah, there was a pocket in time where he truly made you understand or just moved you to be the greatest person you could be, the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah, the mid-2000s.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. We don't have a lot of people that will sit there and say, like, yo, like... You can literally do what you want to do. Yeah. Don't let nobody tell you you can't be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Yeah. In society, you need that kind of push every now and then. In some way, shape, or form, you need that form of a push. Yeah. It may not be if you like, it may be you're not wanting to hear that from Kanye, but in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, you need that push.
1: And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was like that push personified. Yeah. So. Which is, which is why I like the Rabbit fans, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, man, it's hard. Yo, talking about Kanye now in 2017 is like talking about a family member who passed and shit. (laughs) It's more how it feels to me. Or like talking about, like, someone, like. For me, this is my analogy.
0: It's that, it's that, it's that friend or family member that swears up and down and they can fight. And you, oh, and you and you never seen them fight, but they are your boy, so you support. You like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can whoop five niggas yeah. at once. <laughs> and then he actually gets his ass whooped oh, and you can no longer defend him. That's yeah. that's the that's what Kanye is oh, now to me. Man,
1: that's, he's that
0: he's that uh, friend and family member that got his ass whooped after talking all that mess, and now you can't defend
1: him. Oh man, that's that's hard to hear. Yeah. Sorry, my contact is being disruptive. <laughs> Alright, cool. Good. Um, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> okay. so, Did I hit you hard with that one? No, it, it was a little bit, but it was also awesome. <laughs> just like thinking about... Kind of, like, I, what was I listening to the other day? I think it was... um, I played College Dropout. I was playing College Dropout on the way to work or whatever, and my my commute to work is like 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. if it was bad or whatever. So, I just... I play it from the top or whatever. You know, of course, the Cedric interludes got me laughing and shit. And then I hear Never Let You Down. And this shit just, like... It just, like, hit me in the (laughs) chest. That song always, like, hit me in the chest. But, like, now it especially did. Because it's just, like, damn, man. Like, I was never one of those, like, oh, I miss the old Kanye, da-da-da-da-da-da-da type of people. Right. Because I felt like it was... Sort of the same message in a different package to yeah. a certain extent. And if you think
0: about it, if you really listen hard enough, he kind of gave you an idea of where he was going musically on every album,
1: a little bit. Eventually, towards the bit end. Bit I- I'm not even talking about musically, just but just like the message. Like there are moments in Jesus where they're like, yeah, those lines are just like the lines from College Dropout mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. So like, it was never that for me. But until like the Trump shit, ah. where it was like, all right. I can't even. I can't even like do anything for this. Like this dude is like all the
0: way off. Like, yeah, that was literally that was literally the haymaker for me. That's literally Kanye getting knocked out. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the is a cartoon. We can't. Talk. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye. Kind of like Jordan Peele predicted what was happening very much oh, so. in get out.
1: Oh my god! I didn't even know that's what you were getting. Out. Yeah, okay, the like yeah, place. The, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah. Post-Trump Kanye is definitely sunk in place. And it breaks my fucking heart. Yeah. I, t- I tend to not like get wrapped up in other people's lives. <laughs> it's hard
0: not to when it's like It is when you broken you trying to figure watching. it out. Like, uh, like I don't give a damn what's happening to Kanye.
1: I'm trying to get yeah, my bills paid. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Huh. Makes me feel better I guess I'm just like Haven't been that bro- Not to shit on you No 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 I'm just like <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> Shout out to my parents Shit I'm not gonna lie Like I'm straight up Like some, hey, some- th- shit. Yeah, hey ab- Share I- shit I absolutely I absolutely do Cause like share There are some shit. people Who like totally Like take for granted Like what they get or whatever But like after being around Like My American friends whose parents, like, don't really, like, give a shit about them like that after 18 and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so grateful to have, like, my parents and, like, I feel like maybe it's just, like, a foreign thing or maybe it's just specific to, like, my parents and maybe my friends' parents and shit, but, like, that whole open door policy shit... Until like you get on your feet is wild. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not
0: saying my parents are still very much. I'm not about,
1: calling you an orphan.
0: Yeah, no, no. My parents yeah. are very much still like behind me. But it's like it's just more so like if you really need us, if you absolutely need it. But until then, you on your own. Yeah. Do you think? Which is <laughs> yeah, which
1: is like still great that you can yeah. have that. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. All right. Um. Oh, random question that I had. So there's um. God damn it. See, this is what I meant by film school not teaching me shit. Um, I can't remember the thing. It's uh, maybe it's motif. My professors are rolling in their grave. The recurring thing of you and your friends in the fil- in the in the show uh, shooting free throws and talking about shit. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that a motif? Is that? I believe so. I think it's a motif. I got kicked out. Of school. I got kicked out. Yeah, of you, school. Got you got, got a You can not ask me. So anyway, that. Um, are you really that bad at basketball? No, I'm actually pretty good. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm actually pretty good. What is, what but see, it? here's the thing. Okay.
0: My whole life has been about self-deprecating humor. Yeah. Simply because... I feel like that really got popping in our generation. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I don't look like I can play ball.
1: Mm-hmm. So, give, me... Give, tr- give the people your, uh, your, uh... Uh, trading card stats real quick. How tall are you, your weight, etc. I am five five,
0: hundred and forty seven pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not much
1: to look at as far as like on the basketball. I court. think you were five like I'm with not to I'm six four. Yeah. Okay, so, thanks. No, I thought <laughs> I didn't say to shit on you. But it's just like you could have said five eight and I would have bought it. Like I have no idea no, I'm how like, tall people I'm like, shorter than me
0: are. I'm five five, five four, like around that area, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so it's the, here's the thing, my whole life has been I've been able to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. I just don't look like I can do them. Mm-hmm. So me trying to explain to you that I can do something is a waste of time. Yeah, I can tell you that I can play ball, but I don't look like a ball player, so yeah. you're going to look at me like, nigga, you can't yeah, play fuck ball. <laughs> so, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time trying to like, yeah. I'm not, so let if I, was, if I was to show me really playing ball and actually hitting free throws on the court, mm-hmm. niggas would have been in the comments been like, that nigga ain't hitting them (laughs) shots like Like that's that's different angles that nigga ain't hitting them shots they just picked out the ones yeah that's what they
1: would've did I
0: understand that about myself I'm very aware of who I am what I represent and how I look to people I don't look like I can fool a lot of women but I'm very quiet about my my escapades
1: oh shit very quiet about how I move
0: out here (laughs) so, <laughs>
1: Drew gave me the
0: can <laughs> oh, So it's like I don't go around Talking about like yeah I got yeah, I can do this I yeah. can pull any girl yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah. that cause
1: you gonna look at me like
0: So it's like my life Has always been like I'm very aware of who I am And how I look to
1: people It's just the show rather than tell type of
0: shit It's just like I can show you Better than I can tell type of shit Yeah very much so and also too I don't have nothing to prove to people In that aspect Why do I have to prove to you that I can play basketball why do I have to prove to you that I'm good with women? Why do I have to prove to you that I'm a lot smarter in ways that you can possibly imagine? Why do I have to prove to you that I actually have more knowledge on hip-hop than most people who are, like, in the hood?
1: Yeah. I still got to see you one-on-one, regardless. Hey, of man. One. Whenever. <laughs> All right, bet We're going to set that up next. Alright, <laughs> All right. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing was... Uh, when your friends set you up for speed dating? Hi. Hold on. First off, uh, what was I can't remember? Was it Tony something with uh, name of the dude that plays the Tony Washington? Bro, he killed it. That nigga <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! Shout out to Tony Washington. Yeah, he, for sure. I'll make sure he killed hears that. His role. I'll make sure he hears that. That nigga had me dying in the back, looking crazy by myself and shit. Now you talking about? Well, you talking about the friend with the glasses or without the glasses? Without the glasses. Oh yeah, that's Tony. That's yeah, Tony. he was. I mean, other dude was funny too, but like Tony, like because like, he's a he's a southern dude. I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he had like the whole southern drawl with his. He actually does, and all that he shit. does. He does. He uh, does a theater at Preview A and M. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to him. He killed it, man. But yo, the speed dating scene with that. That was inspired by. Uh, the scene in *Coming to America* where Eddie and Arsenio go yes. to the club. Yes. Okay. just, just hey. I, was, I was like ninety nine percent sure, but just wanted But that actually happened to me too. What? Yeah. Oh shit! I told you everything in the show actually happened. Oh, to that's me. right. You did say that. Okay, so like, was it exactly like that, or like it was? As far as like the variety of girls you ran into, it like? was it was pretty bad. <laughs> um,
0: because you got to think, man. Have you ever heard a good speed dating story? No. No. Cause I, but at that time I was willing to do anything to get my mind off of like yeah what was bothering So, so yeah, it was like I was willing to try anything. Like, yeah. I have horrible Tinder stories too. Yeah, I have a horrible like plenty of fish stories oh, as well. God. Like I I have really tell bad. me about your
1: J date stories. Uh,
0: the- Which one is J date?
1: That's, that's the Jewish date. Oh God!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that? was like, I want to like say something <laughs> to be some wild.
1: But I have horrible instances.
0: Um. Uh, as a result of me trying to get over my ex, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That led to great stories. Yeah. But it was re- like not nah, so. That the way the scene was shot and put together, you're absolutely right. It wow. was. Well, if you if you really pay attention to the show, you'll see my biggest influences. Mm-hmm. If you look at the basketball scenes, that's the brothers. Mm. If you look at the speed dating scene, that's coming to America. If you look at uh, the three best friend dynamic, that's The Wood. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like,
1: Damn, I didn't you, even think about that. Yeah,
0: if you, if you really pay attention, you'll see some of my biggest influences, like, 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 sprinkled in
1: everywhere. Yeah. Shout out to The Wood for being, like, the least confrontational movie of all time. It's, like, a perfect, like, Sunday afternoon hood movie. I mean, except for when dude, like got beat down by homegirl's
0: brother for touching oh, on it, ass. Yeah, but,
1: at, like, my whole thing with that movie is, like, alright, so the point is, this nigga has to make it to the wedding. Yes. At no point in the wood do I feel like dude isn't gonna make it. Mm. The whole time, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna stumble along the way, but it's like, they don't really face any confrontation that makes me think, like, this is gonna be a problem. I feel that. I so feel it, that. So it was just like, oh, just like a cool, relaxing hood story. So sort of. Yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. But nah. so... But
0: yeah. It's so... um, But yeah, no. Nah, like, the speed dating thing was real. But also, you're right. It was based on Come to America. But like I said, if you really pay attention... Yeah. You'll see some of my biggest influences sprinkled throughout the whole project.
1: Very dope. Very, very dope scene. Also, shout out... Shout out to one of the girls in the dating scene, uh, Morgan. Yeah. Who... Was absolutely hysterical in her scene... That whatever voice she was using in that scene is like, literally like 10 octaves higher than her normal talking voice. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you like this. This is like so funny to me.
0: I love Morgan to death for that simply because she came with Jazz. Jazz, who's also in the show in another scene, mm-hmm. uh, she just showed up with Jazz. Mm-hmm. And I asked Morgan right there on the spot, can you do this scene? Oh, wow. And she was not with it at first, mm-hmm. but eventually I got her to do it. And she killed it, Shut man. So I so I thank her so much for that because I initially thought she would be perfect for that part mm-hmm. when I was casting it, but I just like. Morgan wouldn't do this. Yeah. And then, you know, God works in mysterious ways because he ended up bringing her right there. That's why I flipped out I was like, Morgan, yeah, you, like, she, I don't know if she yeah. remembers it, but yeah. I was, like, hysterical when I saw her because I was like, you have no idea. I yeah. wanted you here for this. Oh, man. Please do this. And then the other girl that I got for it ended up not making it that night. Oh, wow. So it was perfect.
1: Yeah. Damn. Perfect. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: so, no. Shout out to Morgan for real for that because I, I I love her to death for that.
1: That's what's up. So, all in all, after the after it came out, after, you know, the big premiere at the theater and all that, like, what was the reaction like from most of the people that came up to you? Man,
0: I... It was... It's so hard for me to fully put in words how, you know, grateful I was... Yeah. For the reaction that I got. Yeah. I got people telling me how much they loved it, how funny it was how real it was, how they would never admit that about themselves. I had people hit me on the low saying they went through the exact same thing and mm-hmm. my show helped them get... Th- I had a dude literally hit me like, I'm, I'm over my ex now because I watched this. Wow. Yeah. I had a woman come crying to me, literally saying, I'm literally going through this right now. That's great. I never anticipated that. Yeah. I never anticipated. Even before we finished, like, incredible things ha- were happening that made me, let, let me know we were on the right path. Like, I, we were filming, we were filming at the basketball court. There was these dudes who were letting us finish up. They wanted to play ball, so they were letting us finish.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when we finished, I went over to them. I was like, hey, guys, thank you so much for letting us do this. I was like, oh, what are y'all making? And I told them, and I told him the whole premise and everything. And there was this guy. Mm-hmm. And he sat there. He was like, you know. I was married for 24 years. Wow. And one day I came home, my wife was packing herself and she left me. Damn. That's a very important story you're telling that nobody tells. And I was just Damn. like... like, I
1: was speechless. I was like, I'm
0: tripping over five years.
1: Yeah. You was married, was married for 24, 24 years? And sure you was just gonna leave? Yo, no, she wasn't going She left. Oh, well, yeah, she left, <laughs> but, like... Man. That's... Yo, I damn
0: near cried right there. I was like, bruh, like, I'm tripping over nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. But but he just sat there. He looked me dead, dead serious. He's like, yeah. nobody talks about that. Man. That's crazy. Especially within the black community, because, you know, we all supposed yeah. to be, like, we are like, you'll see, like, heartbreak stories with with, with like, people, like, white people, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Or, you know, um, she's, no, she's no, out of my league. Exactly. Or man-seeking like woman. Exactly. You know? The
1: white man can be anything.
0: Yeah. In any movie. A black man is not supposed to show vulnerability in the way that I showed it. And, in any um, form. Yeah. So, he was just appreciative of that. And i begin a yeah. lot of people who've been appreciative of that. Yeah.
1: Now, granted, it's not perfect.
0: You know, obviously, there's some things that I wish I could have did
1: differently. But it was my first I mean, time yeah. out. I mean, no, nothing is perfect. But honestly, like... I'm going to sound like a contrarian because now I'm going to act like I did learn something in film school. But, like, watching that, hearing that you directed it and all that shit, there were, like, very... This nigga drew, bro! (laughs) But, like, watching it and everything, like, there were very, very few, um, like, hiccups in terms of just, like camera shit in terms of just like lighting shit like everything well, that's all renee renee
0: is my partner and she was a cinematographer okay yeah um and she was my partner in every aspect of this like mm-hmm. so renee and calvin who was my co-director like we were definitely there was a very much a team effort on this it was not just me yeah i would never like disrespect the people involved and say it was all oh, this is, you know yeah, yeah, yeah i was the man you yeah, know yeah. I did all <laughs> Nah. it was definitely a team effort yeah. It was, I couldn't have did it without Renee and Calvin. So yeah. that's so as much praise as you're giving me, you got like they yeah. I mean, just well, shout much. out
1: in that case, shout out to Renee and Calvin because like the prop, like it came out technically like very sound, like very few hiccups in terms of like you know just what I, what I was expecting to see. In no disrespect to you, but just coming off of like, oh, this is like. You know, a YouTube miniseries. And what do I mean, you think when you hear YouTube and see, miniseries? And I don't because blame you for the thinking thing, that. Because, like, as we just talked about, I'm someone who, like, came up watching... Not came up, but, like, just got done watching, like, Money and Violence yeah. and shit. If you watch the first couple of seasons of Money and Violence, it's just like, bro, how how did y'all not shoot that one again? Yeah. Like, this, see, like we're in total darkness right now. Yeah. Like, what, like, what the fuck is no, going we, on No, and, and, see, and see, I
0: needed shows like that so i can know how to do things better yeah there was a time like before we even shot one frame i watched over like 30 different web series that were online to see what i should like how to like what to avoid yeah so um i kind of had a cheat sheet because i do feel like it was my first one mm-hmm. but compared to a lot of people's first time out it's pretty good matters of the art is like yeah pretty no, good absolutely. compared to most people's first time out but it's because i had like i would be able to see online like oh don't do this yeah don't do that definitely avoid this yeah. like and i mean and that's the way to do it that's so, absolutely the way to do it yeah so um but definitely like i
1: attribute that to calvin and renee as well yeah so so what's the next step you got into it a little bit earlier talking about like seven projects next yeah. year but like is there a next step for Matters of the Heart? Like, maybe a season two or something? Well, see, like here's the what's thing. The, what's the deal? Here's the thing. Uh, I, I had the script for Matters of the
0: Heart season two written before we even put out season one. Oh, okay. It's done. But here's the thing. A lot of my main actress, actresses mm-hmm. are gone. Mm-hmm the girl who played my Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend Anya Mathis look her up beautiful woman who's an incredibly talented actress she's in LA now Uh, girl who played my best friend Leah Ariana Ariana Henderson she's in LA now she's working for Awesomeness TV you know and it's like she she they keep her hella busy yeah you know like she can't even i don't even get a call or text back from her for like a week later like for a week from when i texted because she's so busy yeah you know um the girl who played my best friend uh the girl who played my friend that was the friend between me and my ex oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh sandrine she's in la uh the guy who played my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend uh you know uh he's in Jaron Williams. He's in LA.
1: He's in California as well. So it sounds like season two just needs to be in LA. That's, we'll that's see, the only problem I'm hearing. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm just fucking. Yeah, with Yeah, it's some expensive shit you're talking <laughs> yeah, about right yeah. there. Um,
0: so here's the thing. I can maneuver the script around. I can make it to where those people are taken out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But my biggest fear is will people accept it? Because I feel, if you ask, if you poll most people, they'll say their favorite characters were either uh, Leah or, um, Leah or Carrie. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend or her, the best friend. And, you know, I'm just gonna completely do the show without them.
1: Yeah. Like, it's gonna, yeah, like, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, the best look. So,
0: you know, uh, that kind of, I don't wanna say it took away my passion for it, but it's just, I gotta figure out a way to make it to where people understand that and still can enjoy the product. Um, so, it's definitely still going to happen. I just got to, oh, like, okay. make it work. Yeah. But also, in the midst of all of that, I've been inspired to write so many other projects. I have six short films that we'll be shooting really soon. Don't. Six. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I've, been, I've been, like, I'll be finishing one and then be right on another one. So, it's like, that's kind of where my passion lies, too. So, that's why I'm really trying to get that out of my system. Uh, as well as another web series that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. So... The goal is to get all of these ideas out, done, shot, ready to go for a crazy-ass 2018. Oh, You know, it's like, you yeah. know, I got a festival run planned for my short films, uh, starting with Sundance. Mm-hmm. So, we're just going to see what happens with that, and that's going to determine how the rest of my year plays out. Mm-hmm. Um... Thankfully, like a lot of these festivals, don't care when it comes to short films if you premiere them online already. Oh, okay. so while I'm doing my festival run, I could possibly still be releasing them online for the fans and yeah. doing premieres here and there. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. even when I'm in other cities for festival runs, I could have a premiere there for like I can
1: you know just, yeah. You have the freedom to like yeah to do what you want. yeah. So
0: film. I'm I'm getting it all figured out. The, the goal is just to get the product finished first.
1: So
0: um, but yeah, it's just uh. I'm so thankful to have the people that I have because I'm talking as if it's what I'm, what I'm planning on doing is easy. Like, and the only reason I'm even able to even sound like that is because of the team that I have. And like their, their, their faith in me and my faith in them. And, and, uh, so that's kind of what's going to happen is we're definitely going to get the season two of matters of the heart one way or the other uh-huh. I'm going to try and finagle it to where I can get a few scenes with them I might have to fly them out you know yeah. I, might, I might have to finesse it figure it out somehow some yeah. way um, but also another web series that I'm really excited about and like I said six short films that's what's up
1: man uh, I usually don't do this or whatever but we're going to take a break and then come back in a couple minutes So enough about that I wanted to talk a little bit about your podcast it's oh yeah don't take it personal yes it is on iTunes and SoundCloud SoundCloud just yes. like ours go subscribe to both if you haven't for sure but um so yeah just give me like a summary of the podcast well
0: I'm gonna go dark for a second uh oh, cause as you know I did live I did a radio show called Live for the Underground for five years yeah it's basically like mainly for the Dallas underground hip hop scene mhm uh, had a great five year run but I just got to a place where I didn't want to do it anymore a lot of reasons why um, but just mainly it just did, wasn't where my heart was at anymore what? Um, so I stopped doing it and then I got to focus on making matters of the heart uh, and I have one of my friends Jacory, the guy who's my co-host on Don't Take It Personal who's also in matters of the heart as well mm-hmm. he broke his leg Oh shit! He was at the protest where the cops got shot in downtown. Oh shit! Damn. And, and in the in the hell of bullets, he uh, ended up getting his leg broken. Damn. So just like running away yeah, and he fell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. So he ended up breaking his leg. He got away safe. Like Talk he got about away timing. clean. Yeah, yeah. He got away clean. But like I think I think it was like what six months he. Was just stuck in the house. Wow, because he had to like wait to recover. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, but during that time, I would go over his house like every weekend, every every other Friday and Saturday or so, or every mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, and we would just have these crazy ass <laughs> conversations till like seven o'clock in the morning. Damn. Yeah, we when we when we get going, we get going. Yeah. And Jacory has to be top five, sm- one of the top five smartest and funniest individuals i've ever met in my life
2: yeah
0: and you know so his point of views on so many different things are are point points of views that i think everybody needs to hear hmm. and so eventually out in the midst of us me going over all the time i just said of well, what said on one day like yo like this is a podcast like this is like uh, these conversations these are things people need to hear like yeah like we need to do this yeah and I've been getting the itch to go back to doing something similar to radio again. I just um, didn't and didn't know in what way, shape, or form I wanted to do it. Okay. But the basis of "Don't Take It Personal" was like kind of based on the conversations we
1: had while he was recovering from his leg getting broken. What? Huh? So, like, I I try I went through an episode or two, but like, typically, y'all are talking about like from what I could grasp, like hip hop and just like entertainment. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah it's um it's it's pretty
0: cool man and uh we've been called like a lot of people like they call us like hip-hop scholars or like mm-hmm. wow it's just because we um we just know what we're talking about and we just are very passionate about what we're talking about here's the thing you don't have to be the smartest person in the world but if you're passionate about something mm-hmm. um you could come off as if you know any and everything about it just because yeah. you just the love you have for something
2: yeah
1: and i feel like even even if you don't know just, like, every last thing or whatever, I feel like that passion has to come from somewhere. Yeah. You wouldn't be passionate about some shit that you know, like, literally nothing yeah. about. Very so, like, true. Very, very true. Something comes from it. Exactly. I 100% agree. So what is, um, I haven't, I don't really even have an answer for this myself, but I just want to ask you, uh, what is your favorite part of doing the podcast? This is going to sound real corny. No. This, let's hear it um
0: people getting the chance to hear Jacory speak. Hmm. Honestly. Yeah.
1: No, I mean as, I, I feel as, that way about like certain people in my life too. Yeah, no, like
0: a lot of people don't know Jacory there was a point in time Jacory never left the house. Hmm. He was he's a, and he's an incredible rapper too by the way. Oh, right. Uh first time I met him
1: was he in the group with you? No. Oh, no. <laughs> you going to come back to that, right? Really? Yeah, I'm not sh- <laughs> As soon as he said juvenile, I'm like, oh, I'm not letting this. <laughs> so
0: um, I met him because we were doing Live from the Underground one day, and he's cool with everybody that I'm cool. Like, he grew up with like my co-host from Live from the Underground and my co-host brother, and he grew up with that whole crew. And so they just invited him to the show one day because he enjoyed listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And he came through and kicked it, and we needed a guest co-host, so I asked him to be the guest co host and I don't think I got one word out through that whole show because he had me laughing so much. Like, I I, I was crying the whole show because he was so hilarious. Yeah. And and then we went outside afterwards, which typically, what typically happens at the end of Life in the Underground is we would go outside and all the rappers that would come visit would be outside in a cipher. Oh. And I came outside and Ja'Cory was out in the cipher, killing it. Yeah. I'm like, and I pulled him to the side, like, why have I never met you before? Yeah. I was like, you're funny, you're intelligent, like, you're a dope... Like, he's like, man, I just stay at the house. I was like, he, like, his ambition level wasn't where I felt it needed to be. Yeah. So, for three years, because this is 2013, mm-hmm. so for three years, I spent every moment I had, if not, it, trying to get him to come on the show, or at least get out the house.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And it was rough. <laughs> yeah. It was very rough. Like, Ja'Cory just didn't want to get out the house. But mainly because he his work schedule was crazy. Like, he couldn't really... He worked most Fridays, so it's not like he yeah. would come by the station because he had to work. Yeah. Uh, But one day in 2016, our friend Megazar, shout out to Megazar, um, he pulled me to the side was like, yo, just letting you know, Ja'Cory is off on Fridays now. Mm. And I told him, like... Game changer. Done. Done. Deal. You don't even have to tell me nothing else. Yeah. I called him that next day, and he was like, "How did I know your ass was gonna call <laughs> me eventually?" And I yeah. said, "Look, man, I got the scoop. You ain't working on Fridays no more. You have no excuse." Yeah. And he was like, "I got you. I hear you. I'll, I'll do. The sh- I'll do the show." Yeah. And from then on, uh, I, l- I saw a light, like a like a, a light bulb go off in his head, like the spark. Mm-hmm he's he got a taste of it for real and he hasn't been the same since he's he's very vocal on social media Mm -hmm. he's very vocal like he's he he comes out more like he's just he's really dedicated to being seen and heard a lot more now and i'm glad because i that's the whole reason we're doing this because i feel like he needs to be seen and heard what so really my joy in doing the podcast is letting people get to hear his point of view on
1: things right that's pretty dope um so one of the one of the things we were talking about that we were talking about talking about for this podcast was like uh, the Dallas like sort of urban entertainment Yeah. for lack of a better term urban entertainment scene. <laughs> and so um, I wanted to ask like how do like how do you feel about the current state because I I was talking to uh, Rachel yesterday mm-hmm. and then she just threw out that it was like the last uh, her last time doing like Crown and Heart hmm Or whatever. And because yeah. that place is closing down. Yeah. And then I had heard recently that uh Barcadia and Beauty Bar are closing down as well. I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't know that? I, I heard I I heard they're closing down because of um uh the new neighbors or the new people that live or whatever in that area were complaining about the noise. Are you serious? Deadass. And so like those places are being like shut shut down or they're gonna close or
0: whatever. Wow, game changer.
1: Oh yeah, um, big, big, like two of my favorite places to go in Dallas. Like, sh- big trash that that shit is happening. Yo, um,
0: well, okay, well, let's first start off with just the, the talent in the city in general. Um, I feel like since I've moved here, because I moved here in 2011. Oh. So it'll be six years in July that I moved here. From that time till now, uh cuz if you would ask me that's if you would have asked me this question like 3 or 4 months ago you would have had a totally different answer but I'm a lot more open-minded now. Yeah. Cuz a few months ago I was saying like the Dallas hip hop scene is dead. And what I meant by that is there's people and there's artists doing things, mm-hmm. but there was a certain level of camaraderie, a certain level of pushing for the city of Dallas that isn't around
1: anymore, in my opinion. Drew, do you want to chime in? Can I butt in? Yeah, I in. Yeah, come sit over here.
3: <clears throat> this is just something that's been on. This is just something that's been on my mind lately. Shout out
0: to Drew Blackburn in the building.
3: This is just something that's been on my
0: mind lately because um,
3: I just got uh, finished writing a feature. Oh, okay. Which will probably (laughs) come back to me with a lot of red tape and edits and stuff because the editors are are smart and strong over there. But um, it was kind of... I was just approached to... Um, write about something that has to do with Dallas music, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do hip hop, and I'm going to write about the underground scene." And there's a real struggle trying to find something to to talk about that would fit in with the entire theme because it's about Texas music, mm-hmm. it's not about Dallas. It's about Texas know. music. Yeah, supposed to be celebratory, and I wanted to write about hip hop. So, that, I mean, there's it's going to be dour because the the scene isn't the same as it was to. Three years ago yeah, which is when I was at Xena yeah for sure and um well, what I kind of talked about a lot of was how when the fire marshals cracked down on December 31st 2015 is when it kind of started that that um changed what happened in the scene a lot so I mean I don't,
1: I don't know anything
3: about that night can you well here's well, the thing well, it, it, well, was, the it was uh New Year's Eve and a bunch of because um in 2015, 2014, like, the scene was active with yeah. arts, arts. Yeah. You know, it was just so active, all this underground stuff. It just, it reminds me of all these type of scenes you read about that happened in the 60s, 70s, 90s, New York, San Francisco, Seattle. You read about it. It was so fun to be a part of that. And we then were literally in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, like, the fire marshals, in Dallas, started cracking down on these scenes they were being really strident with the rules and all this type of stuff. But I feel like that's when things started to change because you, I mean, and then also there are some people who just stopped wanting to be a part of it because it wasn't there. There's a ceiling in Dallas, yeah. and once you reach that ceiling, they didn't want to do
0: do much of it anymore. And you know, I don't know how you feel. This really factors into everything, but I feel like. And this is no disrespectful, no disrespect to them, just speaking from a fan perspective, and just from a like a out out like outside looking in perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like ADD breaking up had a big deal to do with that as well. Um, I feel like a lot of people were pushing for them to be the voice of Dallas hip hop, and then when it just didn't happen, a lot of people lost faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily saying it's their fault, like mm-hmm. it's not yeah. their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that the people. The supporters kind of just was like, die whatever." Like this, yeah, you know. And then just um, to be honest, like let's just be real here. To be, I mean, people can get mad at me if they want to, but a lot of artists aren't working as hard as they say they are, or as they think as hard as they think they are. And a lot of artists aren't really worthy of the attention that they're wanting to get, mm-hmm. and they don't see that, mm-hmm. so they get in their own way and a lot of artists you know i'll use topic for an example he's so passionate about what he does it takes him a while to really get things out there yeah you know and we're in a day and age where we ain't got time like the industry doesn't have time for you to take your sweet time put down a project especially if you're not that known yet just yeah. yeah, backpack stuff yeah i mean but i'm saying prior to that though he's, yeah. he said he was working on like three different projects so prior to that, he could have finished up one or two of them. As an aside, I heard
3: uh,
0: what's the album's name?
3: Th- these things are going to happen, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. It's I mean, pretty amazing. But I mean, I just kind of uh, wanted to piggyback on what he was saying and what I just said, just about how how do you feel about the scene in regards to when it was at zenith? When mm-hmm. We had all these. DIY shows yeah. and all this togetherness like yeah. everybody was doing everything together mm-hmm. and like you could just go to some warehouse and then you could see um I mean these are the, the young kids who had beef but I mean at one point you could go to a warehouse to see the Iris and Crit Life perform yeah. in the same night yeah and I mean I just, what are your thoughts on the scene in regards to how
0: robust it once was and how it is now it's um but also too, i think i think part of it is i think the one thing nobody's talking about is um we're getting older a lot of us are getting jobs uh, a lot of i mean i'm saying a particular part of that
1: scene that was out and about yeah we, but i don't know if they got that much older to where like it's even a demo shift I mean, I'm just saying that's. I'm not saying that's a major
0: thing. I'm saying that probably is. A it's component a little. It's it. a small part of. it. That's okay, probably sure. a component. I'm not saying sure. that's a
1: major reason.
0: Sure. I'm just naming reasons like components of it. I think that's, that's a component right. of it. I think, um, but also say like I said, there's some artists who aren't doing as much as they think they're doing. Mm-hmm. So there's laziness involved. Um, there's also just artistic, um, uh, artistic uh, hiccups because, like I said, like someone like Topic. He's very passionate about what he does and he doesn't want to just throw things out there. Um, and we're in a fickle time with consumers and fans where if you ain't feeding them constantly, they're going to move on to somebody somebody or something else. Um, also, a lot of people have left the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, artists and people who were doing things for the city have left. Uh, there's a... It's people, and the fans really are supporting the way they probably should. Um, like, there's really a, there is there is such a thing as a, f- uh, a consumer saying, why should I listen to so-and-so Dallas rapper when I can listen to Future? Or so-and-so Dallas rapper when I can listen to Kendrick Lamar? Mm-hmm. Or so-and-so Dallas rapper when I can listen to J. Cole? Like, that is a real thing.
2: Yeah,
0: Um Definitely. It's a lot of things, man. It's It's uh and also too there's too many people behind the scenes trying to be seen. It's too many managers or or promoters or bookers or just
3: around theirs. Yeah, yeah that yeah. are just that, and like people that are just people, there, to be people,
0: there Yeah, people who who have a position that they don't want to play cuz they want to be seen. Yeah. That's a
1: real issue as everybody, well. Everybody wants to be the top dog.
0: Yeah, there's no real infrastructure being built here because everybody's focused on the wrong things.
1: I feel like the whole thing. I'm gonna just to clarify. Like, I've never been like the biggest like Dallas rap guy, whatever, whatever. Because like you missed out. I, yeah, yeah you I did. definitely yeah, you missed out. out. Because <laughs> in, in the years that you named, I was at college. Like I was in Denton the whole time so I don't I didn't even know like what and the you fuck were kinda going
0: like on. there was a point in time when Denton was put like there was a hip hop scene in Denton. Yeah. Mm. And I'm a little bit Early like I'm talking about like around when brand gang was first being. Yeah, and but that all was that. that was
3: Dallas putting on shows in Denton sometimes. Blue, yeah, but Because Blue had his foot in and he had one foot in Denton, one foot in Dallas. So.
0: I mean but also too, I'm an outsider. I count all of that as all D F W so Yeah, definitely.
3: So Because that's, that's just brand gang. Like what other Denton
1: yeah, but... but 80 you know. the Great, of yeah. course. Yeah, but of course, but, but even point artist, I wasn't, like, just... I wasn't checking for it at mm-hmm. all, by any means. But, like, my point is that um, I feel like if one of the artists were to break through, like, if, like, on, a, like, a major, major level, um, from what I understand, like, the biggest one to come out of that time period that you were talking about, I guess, would be Ricky Blue.
3: No. Maybe, no, probably no. probably probably the, the biggest out- one. i would say the
1: outfit you think? The ADD. outfit, probably the outfit. But even then, and this is like no shots at them. They
0: had got a lot of good looks, but like ADD really galvanized the people okay. in a bit in a more But, but in, either in a bigger way. way in my opinion.
1: But either way. So either of those groups like no shots at them or whatever, I don't think they were ever like out there like that to the point where anyone outside of the greater DFW area was, like, really, really, really Well, there's fantastic. multiple sides to yeah. Dallas. Like, there's hood niggas who have never heard of ADD. And that, that it, is... It, that's it, why it, I say but, the outfit, because... But, here's the
3: thing, but like, They're... They're hood and hipster. They got both of those...
1: Yeah, the, both of those lanes, And that's, and that's a smart way to play it or whatever, but my point is that if one of those acts were to have really broken through and then garnered, like, nationwide attention it would have been like oh this is it would have at least provided a face to the dallas music scene yeah but in my opinion dallas has dallas has no general face and so it's very hard for this scene to like really be something on a national level i'm not even thinking that's because like there's
3: no there's no infrastructure around here there's no coach k there's no
0: like there's no like Diddy is down the street no
1: coach k (laughs) <laughs> I like
0: that yeah there's like there's really no there's really but I get what you're saying nah for sure and also too you gotta think like we've had a lot of like we've had a lot of looks it's just we don't capitalize on them yeah in we've very, had the like, noisy article lenses. like we had the like written by young male yeah but there's been articles <laughs> by other <laughs> major pop, but there's been articles by other major publica- publications <laughs> talking about Dallas hip hop no, we never yeah, capitalized like some on them i a couple here and there Buzzfeed doesn't
3: count that's
1: that's that's some lab rat type of... I mean, of, it's... To be honest. To be completely honest with you... It's something, and, like, honestly, when I see those, I'm even surprised that they looked. Because me being someone... I'm from... I've lived in Dallas my entire life, being from here and all that shit. I'm super surprised when anybody knows who any artist from Dallas besides Erica Badu is. Yeah, like, but when I mean, people Like, the fact that people know Deroe by name and not just he had a big no, blows my fucking mind. big single he, I know he, it's a big single he was single, signed like, to a
0: major so yeah. no but
1: I'm saying the fact that people remember his name even but I, I mean, mean there's also like, people like so Blow
3: like, who has had opportunities to to become a mainstream name opportunity there's but yeah, there's yeah. like bad luck there's I mean leaving TDE <laughs> maybe seemed like a great decision at the time, because he was in this group called Sore Losers, which they had a chance to become um, mainstream mm-hmm.
0: as crossover, a crossover as, as a, a crossover as a friend as a good friend of blue, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to keep quiet on this part of the conversation because I know how frustrated he gets when things of Sore losers get, get brought, brought up.
2: they
3: so, <laughs> I I I I
0: were right there
3: though I mean they were why, they yeah. were and it's a sore spot, but I mean they broke up. So, I mean, there's some bad luck. There's bad infrastructure, nor lack thereof. So
0: yeah,
1: The little of everything.
0: Yeah. But also, too, it's just, there's a lot of, when I moved here, man, there should, like, I was amazed by how little people were doing certain things.
2: uh uh-huh.
0: Because where I'm from, we don't have nothing. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. And I'm, you are from... Big Spring, Texas. Shout I don't out to know. Big we, I don't
1: know if we ever said that. So yeah, said no. That.
0: Shout out to Big Spring, Texas. That's my hometown. I love where I'm from. I'm proud of where I'm from. Right. But we ain't got nothing there. Yeah. Like if you have dreams outside of being a regular human, like regular, go to work, come back, spend time with your family. If you have if you have dreams and aspirations outside of that way of living, yeah. Big Spring isn't the place for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I moved here, the fact that there was nothing like live from the underground before I got here mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. That should not have been the case. The fact that I was talking to rappers, and I was and I was saying talking to them, not certain rappers, not but just a good portion of rappers, where I'm from, you gotta like rap in the closet. Yeah. There's actual studios here.
2: Yeah.
0: Why are you not in the studio?
2: Yeah.
0: Where I'm from, you gotta buy beats off SoundClick or rip them off of YouTube or something. There's actual producers here. How are you not getting beats?
3: There actually is a mainstream name in. The scene, Who? Cardo, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he stays at home. And yeah,
1: <laughs> but what, what, mean, I'm saying, like what I'm saying, what I'm saying is Cardo got yeah. yeah, that nigga. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's from Dallas. Yeah, he's from Fort Worth. He's from Funk. Oh, He's got my hopes up and shit. It's DMW. I know, but like, I don't really claim Fort Worth like that. I don't see how y'all divide shout, it like shout that. Out but shout out to Cardo <laughs> like if it. you're really from here, you just I can't, I can't. I'm just not from here, so it's different for me. But so it's just shout out to Cardo. But but what
0: I'm but my overall point is this, like there's a lot of lazy yeah. artists out here there's a lot of lazy people out here that are that have every opportunity in the world to at least do something and they're not doing anything yeah but the thing is it's not
3: just making music
0: there are you expect
3: artists. you expect them to you expect these people to to know how to navigate the industry
0: uh yeah yeah they're artists yeah so uh, so they're artists a, so are a lot of these artists that actually do it
3: Yes, but they're artists. You, I mean, how you,
0: you you shouldn't have to be a businessman and artist. That's why people. I'm like, an actor. We just we just talked about how I'm an actor. I don't direct. I don't write. And I found a way to make it happen.
3: Sure. Okay. That's good. That's good. But that, there's a reason why Chance the Rapper, in particular, is as successful as he is. I mean, it has okay. nothing to do. Yeah, but with just how great his music is. So you're saying it's the team
0: around him. Okay, but a lot of these motherfuckers don't leave their house either. They stay on Twitter and don't go anywhere. They don't go to any shows and meet people. They don't go to any events and meet people. They don't go to any festivals. They don't go any any network events. They stay in their fucking how, basement. How many, how many musicians
3: actually are networking, handing out business cards and stuff like that?
0: How many how many success stories do we hear about people who like meet up with people at South by Southwest or? Just go to like new, or, go to <laughs> or go to New York or go to LA, but it's South by Southwest
3: is uh, it's a Ponzi scheme. So
0: how do, so, so what, what are you? So, so are you saying there's like what do you? Okay, how do you
1: describe I'm, I'm anybody getting that successful? I'm there?
3: saying that um, I'm saying that you might be pacing, placing a little bit too much blame on the artists themselves. No, I'm,
0: there's, we we just talk about a lack of. Uh, no. I'm saying. There are particular artists. I didn't say, okay. I said, there's particular okay, artists. Right, right, I right. didn't say artists like Topic or Blue or Killer. I didn't say them. Mm-hmm. I said, there's particular artists that I've met in my time here that yeah, are lazy right, but, yeah, but yeah, complain right. about how ain't nothing happening for them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who I'm talking about. What? And I'm saying, if, like, in that aspect, get your ass up and do something because
1: there's a plenty of opportunities to at least do something I hear you. here.
2: I hear
0: you.
1: That's what I'm saying. Not all. That's pretty good. I think we should table that conversation. I feel like that's like that could be like a whole another No, you're definitely right. I want to have that episode one day. I want to have like a <laughs> bunch of people in the studio
0: for Don't take it personal. That's a, that that like, sounds
1: like a don't take it personal type of like thing. I want to be there, but I definitely like just, I saw the video before the other day man, but I wanna I wanna be a yeah, like your little bro if you come in <laughs> I, I don't make <laughs> shit sure about that <laughs> yo, cause here's the thing niggas talk about like Dallas rap I'm like bro how is nobody talking about big talk right now like I get that that shit <laughs> to me that
3: that was a- because he, <laughs> that but cause he a- he has the itis from uh, a <laughs> <all the> night- <laughs> On the mic, yeah, the buffet,
2: man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Ah, that
0: was not on the floor. On <laughs> the mic. Oh <laughs> my god! But no. But overall, here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> man, here, this thing go. All right, go. So here's the thing. No, I'm just gonna say this, and I'm gonna let it go. All right. There was a point in time. There was a run where what was happening in this city was more magical than anything I could possibly. Have imagined or seen or heard like it's it was to a point. Sure. No, I'm dead serious. Oh, there was man. something Word? special. It was like that because this nigga like it was big don't, don't talk to me
3: about that if you've yeah. never been to like a 16 bars party. Shout out to Rico. I was yes, are Dallas so Or we, we are, all are, all Dallas, so we are right. Dallas party. So all I'm saying, oh, all I'm saying, Tommy oh, oh, J.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So all I'm saying is, I mean that partly led to why I stopped doing live in the underground. That was that was gone. That's why I asked that question. It's, like, it's gone. Like, it's, like, the structure, like, the overall camaraderie and structure is gone. There's still artists out here doing here. We still got, I mean, Topic's in Oakland, but I still count him as a Dallas artist. We still got Topic. We still got Blue. We still got Sam Lai. We still got Bobby Sessions. We still got, I mean, we didn't mention it because he's mainly not around our circles, but Lil Ronnie... Is dope to me, Lil Ronnie MF. Like he's dope to me. Um, we got a lot of great artists here, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard anybody in a year to actually say. Or Terrence Spectacle as well, and Debbie Stones. I love Debbie Stones. Hello, yeah, Cool J. <laughs> 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 but I haven't heard anyone say I'm doing this for Dallas and over a year. Yeah.
1: So again, man, man shout out to Big Tuck, man. Like, for, no, I'm just so, so oh, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> moving on. All right, uh, last thing. Drew's been bugging me for this for about oh two hours. God. I need to hear the Durag story. This guy is he's doing a full end zone dance because you're about to tell this story. I got to hear it at this point. What is the Durag story? This is probably the most infamous thing
0: of my time here. And it was completely by accident. Again, I've told you earlier, uh-huh. I don't get embarrassed by anything I do. But- I, I didn't realize this was something that could, that people would find embarrassing. But when I was a kid, uh, I hate Drew for even wanting to bring this up. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to be just like my older brother. Mm-hmm. My older brother had all the girls. He was one of the most popular kids in school. He he had really good looks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, the, like there was definitely, definitely a divide in the looks category between me and my brother. I'm a good looking dude, but I ain't like my brother. So, uh, so, and one right. thing, one thing he he had was like he had like the most popping waves, and,
1: mm. and you had know him, had him see. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was like it was like to a science. Like he had like the. The, the grease and then the, the the brush and then like had the wave cap like the do rag on at a certain time. He, he, was, then, he
1: was one of them niggas brushing at school all day.
0: So, yeah, yeah, he was right. he was on it. And you know what I'm saying the women loved it. Women yeah. love seeing the waves in dudes hair. So and I'm
1: impatient. Oh, really, you you've seen women compliment a dude's waves yes. before? Because I saw this argument earlier. I think it, I think there was like you know how Twitter gets it. it's yeah. just like a wave appreciation yeah. <laughs> and they,
0: shit like that. That yeah. was actually a thing in the early 2000s. If you had waves, you was pulling chicks.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I had, I had waves for, I'm going to call it 36 hours. Because I just, like, wasn't that committed to doing the do-rag and the brushing and all that shit. Yeah, you know, It's definitely a commitment. Like, I got, like, good got hair, that. so, like, my waves wasn't on point like that. But, um... Yeah, so I saw that or whatever. And dudes were, like, talking about it. And they were like, yo, women, like, very rarely gave a shit about waves. From what I was seeing on Twitter. Where I'm from, it was But totally from where different. you were from, it was a big deal. Totally different. You all had right. waves, you was... Yeah, you was a man. Alright, yeah. so more about
0: So so I'm impatient when I'm a child. When I was a kid, I was impatient. It's mm-hmm. like I don't wanna go through the process of it taking forever to get waves. I want now. Yeah. So
1: oh, Lord
0: <laughs> So oh, God. So I came home one day and I was the only one at my house. How old were you? I was like ten, eleven. Okay. Maybe twelve. I was in that I was in that area. Middle school basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting there like, yo, I'm going to do this. And then by the time my, fa- my parents get home and my brother gets old, like, I'm going to have wave. I'm going to be fly. I didn't know the science of how this worked. Yeah. So I just put on a gang of grease in my head. Oh, Lord.
1: I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> gang
0: of grease in my head. I brush my hair for like 30, 40 minutes. I'm in there. I was brushing my head thinking I'm doing it right. And I put on uh, not one, <laughs> not two, <laughs> But three do-rags. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I put on one do-rag and I tie it as tight as I could. Mm. Put on the other do-rag, put it on as tight as I could. And I put on the third do-rag as tight as I could. This nigga was Super Saiyan <laughs> 3 with the do-rags, bro. Thinking that oh. that, thinking that, that was going to speed up the process. Yeah. Literally what it did was cut off the circulation in my head. <laughs> <laughs> And I ended up passing out.
2: <laughs> so,
1: no,
0: Last thing I remember, bro. Last oh thing my I remember God. before passing out was like, like I, like I, I, I couldn't feel my tongue. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> so i, was just, no. so I was in the house by myself. I was just like, yeah. Oh, what is happening? Oh, my and God. I just passed
1: out. Oh my! Now God. I don't
0: remember anything after. That. All I remember is uh, getting because apparently this is what happened. I'm going by what my brother told me. Apparently they came home from the house. I'm on the ground passed out, mm-hmm. and like they had to like get like the you know like garden shears yeah like to cut <laughs> to like cut them off my head because we didn't have any like we had like little. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Bro, what? so, like, apparently that because we didn't have How any. How s- did you try them? <laughs> We didn't have any like big scissors. Like, <laughs> <you're> so- <laughs> we didn't have any like big scissors, so I had to like, you know, I had to like cut them off. They had to get like some garden shears type like shit, oh, and. Man. uh... And, um, Drew dead ass crying right <laughs> now. <laughs> this nigga look like. And I just remember my brother slapping the shit out of me. He's like, wake up, Wait, cause like I oh, passed out. They thought like my brother thought I was dead. Yo, like I mean, imagine coming home and seeing your little brother just on the floor. Yeah, just on the floor, like,
1: out like, in three do <laughs> brush on the floor. Yo, you know that line that you had on increase, your face? Go forehead? ahead. Yeah, it was there for at least. But, hold on, but, <laughs> tell me, did you have three different lines? Nah, it was because it was like I had all, it all in one place. Oh, you were so, all in one. Place? So it oh was like because that's why it
0: was like cutting it off because it was like okay, all like yeah, just putting yeah, it all, all on one spot. Yeah.
1: And Other questions? Did you tuck all three in, or did you have three capes out? I had three
0: cake out. Jesus Christ!
1: This stupid.
2: So <No. laughs> so I just I
0: just I had to live with that. I had to live with that. <laughs> For weeks, so that line wasn't going nowhere, fam.
1: Hell no, it wasn't. It was going durags. nowhere. <laughs> what the hell told you?
0: It's see, <laughs> and
1: so, the only
0: reason that story got so big oh is because I told it on the air one day, not thinking, not thinking oh anything my of it, god. and everybody in the studio was just dying laughing. And oh. for like years after, even to this day, people are like, "Oh, you the do rag dude." Oh my god. That like people calling you out in the street. That blew up way more than I I ever anticipated. Oh my god! And so that's the do rag story. Drew has been like hounding, hounding, but I'm glad
1: he did it. Thank you, Drew, (laughs) for your contributions to this podcast. My goodness. I can't stand you. yo. I'm, I'm sorry if that. I'm sorry if that audio from that whole story is kind of rough, but it was worth it because this nigga really tied three do rags on his fucking <laughs> man. <laughs> yo, I love the kid logic of yeah. If I put more waves <laughs> and I put more do rags on, the waves gonna come faster because yeah. that's just math. I was not it just thinking it's starting to hurt. Oh, my, to my God. Head. I didn't think that went through at all. And Drew just took his dude right now. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that was episode eight, ultra-regular podcast. I hopefully, I left y'all with something memorable. You let man. <laughs> that, that's easily the greatest story that's been told on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Man. Sincerely. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your work, and all of that well uh you can find me on uh instagram and
0: twitter at j will etc j-a-y w-i-l-e-t-c uh find matters of the heart as well as we're gonna start posting video of the podcast on youtube as well we already we 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 put our review of kendrick lamar's damn up so far we're going to put our review of Wale's Shine up on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you'll find video content from the podcast as well as Matters of the Heart on YouTube at ETC by Us. That's ETC B Y U S. Just type that in. You'll find the channel. Make sure you subscribe. And um, yeah, man, uh, I appreciate all the support I've gotten so far, and I'm just looking to do more work and.
1: Yeah. And just make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be coming, and I'm sure it's going to be dope, man. Man, I appreciate
0: you having me, man. Thank no, you. No doubt. Love the podcast. I was bugging him for, like, weeks to be on Thank,
1: here. man. Yo, I really, really appreciate it, man. You don't even know. But, yo, Ultra Regular podcasts. Go follow Ultra Regular on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow me on Twitter, Anthony and more. Uh, this was episode eight. Thank you, Drew Blackburn, for your uh, spirited Dallas rap debate, as well as your spirited forcing of that story to be told. Oh God! It was <laughs> one for the eight. This nigga is still crying. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All like almost as funny as the story is Drew's face the whole time it's being told. The nigga couldn't stand it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you should call this episode "Death by Durag." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Death by Durag, episode eight. Thank you, God. Bye. <laughs>
0: I'm walking around with D-100 and I pull up in that lake Fast, you ain't even see me coming. I got chickens out in the country. Chickens. Got an AK finna start drumming. You were talking shit behind my back. Now here, nigga, you ain't saying nothing. I don't know, rich nigga, live forever. My trap gang A1 Club A1. You said it on bro, how dare you? I ain't never going broke, never ever. Your arms and your legs, I sell it. Then feed them to the sharks for dinner. Quavo too hot like a killer. Your nigga anarchy the heavy metal. Adios, adios. Adios, ain't talking cash, nigga, adios.
1: Adios, 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 ain't talking to the blood, nigga, adios. Adios, 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 If you ain't talking nigga, adios. Adios, 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 you ain't talking you talking my cash out of
0: yours. I pull up and drop talking convertible rolls. My tennis nice. will go. No Fendi, the Gucci, the Louis. I see it. I buy what I want. Oh, Smile. The rich nigga. I take a toast. Rich Vanessa nigga. If I blow, he gotta go. Finesse. I want a boat. Finesse. and I blow at his Meeting up with Carlito. Carlito. I'm taking no the globe. The dough that I smoke at you. How you a foe. I'm You ain't getting that no report. It's for needles. For needles. You standing there looking like you seen the ghost. I cause I'm in this phantom ghost. I'm tripping Woo. like just for that you are the dope and the blood is a yo Aye Adios yes ady yes ady yo swing talking
1: cash nigga ady yoes ady oh. young to the blood nigga Adios, Adios, Adios Adios, oh. Adios Out your your